Good afternoon. I'm Patty Rising. And I'm Brett Burkhart. Here's what's happening. Adobe is creating in the real world and keeping workers as other tech companies lay people off. KCBS's Chris Ancarlo reports the software company has a new office tower in San Jose. Founders Tower is 18 stories of glass and steel on Santa Clara Street and something of a monument to resilience as the tech industry has been battered with layoffs and lost profits after a hiring and investment spree during the pandemic. Now, there are still companies, for example, Adobe is one of them and Apple is the other one as an example. They did not match the uh, percentage of growth with the number of the new hires. San Jose State professor and tech expert Ahmed Benafa says staying clear of that pandemic hiring frenzy has put Adobe in a position to make a pledge that it won't be laying anyone off this year. And the pledge comes with the expectation that employees will keep flexing work between home and the office, including this new tower with 3,000 workspaces. They understand that people already tried the hybrid and the result, you know, in most of the situation is good. Why? Because you are really giving the employees a chance to balance life and work. Adobe is seeing small gains this year after massive losses last year. And overall, the S&P IT index is actually up 12% this year. Maybe a sign that Valley disruption is leveling off. Chris Ancarlo, KCBS. San Jose police provided more information about the man arrested in connection with a series of PG&E transformer bombings. As KCBS's David Welch reports, a search of his home revealed possible plans for other attacks. Police say they found their suspect, 35-year-old Peter Karasev, using surveillance video taken at the scene of each of the bombings. They also used geofence technology that identified a mobile device belonging to Karasev at each of the crime scenes. After he was arrested, police, along with the help of the FBI, conducted a multi-day search of his home. According to Assistant Police Chief Paul Joseph, they discovered evidence to indicate that Karasev was planning other attacks. Including a homemade liquid explosive, multiple energetic homemade destructive devices, and multiple suspected destructive devices. Karasev was charged with nine crimes. During a press conference that included San Jose police investigators, the FBI, and San Jose Mayor Matt Mahan, Assistant Chief Joseph outlined a few of the charges. Possession of a destructive device, arson, injuring or interfering with electrical lines, and child endangerment. Karasev was charged with child endangerment because he lived at the house with his wife and three children. In San Jose, David Welch, KCBS. Well, the brief break in the weather, in the uh, the bad weather, I should say, is giving people around the Bay Area the chance to get ready for yet another atmospheric river. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports from a sandbag distribution station in Oakland. The city of Oakland gave away tens of thousands of these orange-filled sandbags during January storms and is now once again making them available. Worried about what the previous storms did to the hillside, Ben Mao and his wife came down from the Oakland Hills to stock up. To sure up the the hillside and make sure we minimize the flooding that occurs. City crews are also ramping up preparations ahead of the storm, says Sean Maher, a spokesman for Oakland Public Works. We are clearing storm inlets and, and, uh, and, and clearing, you know, major areas where water gathers, and we're asking our community to do a smaller scale version of the same thing. These sandbags will be available at Oakland's Municipal Service Center on Edgewater Drive through the weekend. Maher says the next best thing people can do is keep an eye out. If they see flooding or other infrastructure emergencies like trees or tree limbs being blown down or traffic signals that are out. People who see something can report any storm impacts to the city's 311 hotline. In Oakland, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Just a hat on KCBS? I'm Raquel Maria Dillon and Martinez. Why backyard gardeners here are warning their neighbors to beware of the soil because it could contain heavy metals. Patty, the latest word around the block in Martinez and Pacheco. 
Don't eat veggies grown in soil there. This health advisory comes three months after a refinery sent a plume of dust containing hazardous materials. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon explains. Like any good backyard gardener, Rebecca Barrett says the key to growing food is caring for the soil. She grows cauliflower and cabbages in winter, tomatoes and pumpkins in the summer. She composts her kitchen scraps in a rotating tumbler and feeds the rest to a tiny flock of chickens. We eat the eggs from the chickens. If the chickens are eating something that's not healthy for human consumption, it's still going to end up potentially in their eggs. And it exposes us that way. Last Thanksgiving, that's what happened. The nearby refinery sent out a plume of spent catalyst dust. The white powder settled on surrounding neighborhoods, but rain washed it away quickly into watersheds and soil. Now, county public health officials say it could be risky to eat food grown in that soil. It was all about, like, building a restorative ecosystem in the garden, and it just feels like that was all disrupted. Barrett and other gardeners have taken it upon themselves to educate their neighbors about what's safe to eat and to help them keep kids and pets who play in the dirt safe from heavy metals while they all wait for official news about what's in their soil. In Martinez, Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS. An acrimonious split at one of the Bay Area's most beloved animal groups. Tony LaRusse and his family announced they've severed ties with the nonprofit the family founded, Animal Rescue Foundation. Family's attorney sent out a cease and desist letter last Friday demanding it remove the LaRusse names from the organization's websites and all communication. The family's concerns have been brewing since they stepped off the board in 2021. The family says ARF's current leadership, policy, and attitudes work against fulfilling its mission. The family says it wanted to part ways in a less public way, but put out a statement after ARF posted on its website, implying that the separation was mutual. Patty, on today's International Women's Day, we look at ways to make life easier for working moms. As KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us, one author and expert suggests time doesn't have to be the enemy. Even without the pandemic hanging over our heads as precariously, we're all feeling overwhelmed. But Harris Poll and CVS Health found 42% of working moms were diagnosed with anxiety or depression last year, compared to 25% of their co-workers without kids. Dr. Elizabeth Arleo is a radiologist, professor, mother of three, and author of the just-released book, First Eat Your Frog. You know, we all have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, equaling 168 hours. You know, knowing and understanding this can help you feel less overwhelmed. She says try to take a big-picture look at your schedule. Color block out a week, looking at 168 hours. The first thing I like to put in is to gray out eight hours of sleep a night. It doesn't always happen, but you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. And then I put in the other essentials, the hours I know I'll be working. And then seeing after that still over 60 hours of white space on your calendar, you really can't see that there is time for your priorities. And don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Perfect doesn't exist. So once you complete a task like laundry, grocery shopping, or surfing the web for a date night restaurant, don't belabor it trying to make it better. Holly Kwan, KCBS. 94924, that is the zip code for the town of Bolinas in western Marin County. But as KCBS's Jeffrey Schaub reports, if residents want to get their mail, they'll have to make a 40-minute round trip to get it. Just a few blocks away from the Pacific Surf sits the Bolinas Post Office. 
Its former tenant, the U.S. government, evicted by the building's landlord, forcing residents to have to do this. Drive like I'm doing right now to Olima, a 10-mile-long trip along a narrow, windy Highway 1, dark even during the day and very slippery when wet. Janice has been coming to the post office 44 years because most people here have mailboxes. It's just totally unacceptable. You know, I'm closer to 80 than 70 and I get mail and my medications and everything and now I have to drive 40 minutes round trip to get my mail. It's totally absurd. The building's owner kicked out the post office over a dispute involving asbestos-laden flooring, claiming the government never made promised repairs. Jorge, a handyman, works eight to four. I can't get my mail because when I get off work, they're closed. It's closed. And, um, so it's a great inconvenience. The U.S. Postal Service says it is working to find a new Bolinas location, but offers no timeline. In Bolinas, Jeffrey Schaub, KCBS.